0: Warning, this podcast contains low-quality dad jokes, which may be alarming to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings, and welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick, with your hosts, Ray and Mark. In this episode, your intrepid hosts explore the fascinating world of nightmares. You know, I had a nightmare that I was in an auto garage, trapped inside a car muffler. Ugh, horrible dream. I woke up exhausted.
1: All right, well, welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast with uh, Ray and Mark. I'm
0: Ray. And I'd be marked by the process of elimination.
1: Absolutely. And this is the podcast. And tonight, we're talking about
0: nightmares. (laughs) I'm
1: scared. And dreams, uh, because you really can't talk about one without the other. Uh, Because, you know, theories about nightmares uh, overlap with theories about dreams. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that.
0: It should be fascinating.
1: Or not. No. It could be frightening.
0: what what did you find out about about theories about why we have nightmares
1: well to to start i was kind of looking into dream theories in general and uh the, the big conclusion is there's there's no conclusion there's there's a lot of different points of view about why we have dreams and why we have nightmares and, and there's no definitive answer uh it goes anywhere from you know if you go back to freud that uh that these are windows into the subconscious and uh they're all very meaningful and have hinting hidden, hidden meanings and, and uh give us um give us a window into what we're thinking about what our what our, our fears are what our desires are um and then there's some that think it's there's a survival advantage because if if uh, there wouldn't be nightmares if there wasn't an evolutionary advantage to it then there's strictly physiological models where it's cleaning up junk that's left behind. It's basically house cleaning functions. And then there's some that say, it's just random. It's just totally random. You, you, you know, your brain's half shut down and it's just random firings. Uh, so there's there's no there's, there's no definitive answer. There's no I mean, it's not like there's a mainstream and, and fringe theories. It's, it's it's all pretty much the same. Uh, every, yeah. There's just no no one knows.
0: Yeah, the the general, from what I saw, the the general denominator that people agree on is that um, it's the result of stress. It's how your body handles some degree of stress. Um, when you're asleep, your brain, because of what it does for a living, um, is still trying to calculate solutions to problems. And so if you fall asleep stressed, part of your brain is still working that problem. But from an evolutionary perspective, part of that is survival. If you're under stress, uh, maybe you shouldn't be sleeping too deeply. Um, I also heard a theory one time that uh, talked about where night terrors come from. And uh, what they were saying was that, you know, when you're sleeping your respiration drops, your, your body homeostasis kind of drops, and it's sort of an embedded tool to make sure you don't put yourself in a coma. Um, so if your levels drop too low, your, your brain will try to jolt you awake by, by pulling out some nasty memories. But I don't think they know, they know exactly. And, and the thing that makes it so bizarre is the fact that parts of your reasoning – are turned off. So it's just pockets of your brain firing randomly. So, you know, they they also seem to, um, this one thing I ran across that I think rings true, at least for me is that a dream will start and it has no predestined end to it. Um, it's just, you're setting the conditions, but your mind is going to, is going to write the story. And so with a nightmare, the part of the problem is, you know, your mind's going to write something bad, <laughs> right? You know, so yeah.
1: Sometimes you can turn yeah you can turn that around, and sometimes you can't.
0: There, I also saw a
1: theory years ago that that one of the functions of dreams was to keep you sleeping. So you've probably noticed uh, situations where stuff that's going on in the environment around you when you're sleeping get incorporated into your dream.
0: Yes. Yeah, like if a radio's on or t- TV is on. Right. Parts of, parts of it will get incorporated. But that's a function of REM sleep, too. You're sleeping very lightly, right?
1: Right. Yeah, that, that's one of the lighter versions of sleep. You know, I, I found that uh, unless I I'm, uh, have, like, a, a good REM, REM sleep session right before I wake up, I, I don't feel like I've really slept well. I mean, it, it makes it so much more satisfying. I don't know. I always wake up feeling better if I've been dreaming right before I wake up, whether it's good or bad. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's true. I, I think that's definitely true. And and another another piece that seems to weave into this is uh sleep paralysis. You mm-hmm. know, the parts parts of your brain that control your motion, in theory, are generally unplugged while you're sleeping, just so you're not acting out everything you're dreaming about. But in your dream, if you're trying to run away from the bad guy, you're gonna feel you can't move. Oh no. <laughs> Right, because of sleep paralysis. So, your brain incorporates all this stuff.
1: Have you experienced that? Sleep oh, yeah, paralysis.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I have too. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, it's there's that, uh, it's a multicultural, cross cultural kind of thing where, uh, it's called the old hag syndrome or, or the old witch, uh, and it's actually where the word nightmare comes from, uh, like old English, uh, mare, uh, which is a was the name for this kind of evil spirit that would come and sit on your chest in the middle of the night, um, and I've experienced that. You know, you're you're having a bad dream and you're trying to move and you just feel like weighed down, like there is something yeah. sitting on your chest, and like you're paralyzed. So yep. you're kind of half half in a dream, half conscious and awake, but not quite there yet. So. Your brain's starting to wake up, but your, but your body's still asleep, and, and you can't move, and that's what creates that feeling.
0: You want to hear something uh, strange, but it's like um, if I think back on my earliest memories, um, some of my earliest memories go way back, like I'm in the crib, but it's almost like <laughs> in, individual little flashes. But I actually remember when I started being aware of dreams, like what are these things that happened to me when I'm asleep, but I'm awake, but I'm asleep, and something's happening. And hmm. so, uh, you know, I, I remember trying to ask my mom what they were. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a baby and in a, in a French-speaking household, so I remember, I, I don't think this was the official word for it, but it was what a, the way I described it. I described it as a mélange, which I think means jumbled up, kind of mixed up.
1: Oh, yes, a, a yeah. melange.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen the reference to like a dessert, but it's a mixed-up kind of thing, so I mm-hmm. called it a melange. But I, mm. but I can remember, I can distinctly remember um, having these dreams and saying, next time I'm going to bring back proof of the strange land I end up with when I close my eyes. And I remember I had a dream about a, uh, a leprechaun, and the leprechaun was being really nice, but what I did is I grabbed his shillelagh, mm-hmm. um, which made him furious, and I felt so guilty because he had done nothing to deserve this. And but I, I needed proof of, of right. this pl- place I visited when I was sleeping, and so I was screwed up even as a little kid in the crib. Wow! But I've always yeah. I've always been very very prone to nightmares, very prone.
1: Yeah, you know, if, uh, oddly enough, I have too, and some of my first memories are nightmares. Um, Where we grew up, the first house we lived in, um, there was this really, really aggressive German shepherd that was at the back line of our property, only separated from us by a pretty flimsy barbed wire fence. And as a kid, I was always just terrified the dog was going to get over it. And the first dreams I remember was I would dream I was lying in bed and I would look down to the foot of the bed and the dog would jump up from the foot of the bed and jump on top of me. Oh, wow. And I had that dream many, many nights, and I was terrified to go to sleep. And that's where nightmares start to become dysfunctional is when it prevents you from going to sleep or not wanting to sleep.
0: I've also heard lack of sleep can screw up your sleep pattern to the part, point where you have more nightmares. Do you think that nightmares are cause? Why? How, how, how should I phrase this? I think that PTSD of sorts something traumatic in your childhood can certainly trigger that. But how much, how much of it do you think is a, a particular type of creative mind? You know, do you think that plays into it heavily or do you think it has more to do with trauma, childhood trauma of sorts or, or not at all something else?
1: I, I don't know. I think definitely trauma plays into it. And I, I really do have two distinct type of nightmares. Uh, there's kind of the, the minor ones the sometimes funny ones you know you're you're uh, you show up to work naked or something Th- things like that Ray, the, the Ray, classic
0: that, ones that really well, happened and the restraining order still has 5 months on darn. it
1: and, uh, <laughs> um you know taking exam in a class where you didn't do any of the work or you don't remember signing up for the class um one i have all the time is I'm in school, um, but I don't know what my class schedule is. I have no idea where to go.
0: Yep. Or
1: another one is, and a lot, a lot of them revolve around high school. Um, I, I'm in my high school dorm room, and I leave the room. I can never find it again.
0: That was kind of a stressful window of time for you, wasn't it, personally? Yeah, So yeah. maybe that lends itself to stress.
1: Yeah. It, well, it's kind of funny. Um uh, a couple of years ago the uh, the seminary had its first ever reunion and uh after going back after forty years, I stopped dreaming about, dreaming about it quite as much, like i didn't really dream about it very much at all, whereas before that was the
0: setting for so many of my dreams so going going back kind of took away its power
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah what what I noticed is things that loom large in my history. Um, If I go back and see that house, stand out in front of it, what I'm immediately struck by, it's just a house. It's just a place. It has no intrinsic significance other than the fact that at a particular window of time, your life experience passed through that area. That was the unique thing. So that's interesting. So you you said you had two types of nightmares. So that's like one type. What's the other thing? The other type are just the the, the crazy, scary yeah.
1: nightmares. Like, you know, the, the dog one would have been this type. But uh, since I was a kid, it changed from being anything tangible. And it's pretty much consistent. Uh, what I dream about when I'm having a really scary dream is I'm usually uh, sometimes in my parents' basement, uh, sometimes, um, you know, in our house... Sometimes in a like I have a recurring dream that we just bought this house, uh, not this house, but we just bought a house and it always looks the same. And there's always a whole side of the house. It's a huge house that no one ever goes into and it's filled with all this, all this old junk and you walk into it and most of the lights aren't working and there's something in there and all the scary dreams, this something is just this, this darkness, you can feel it. And the more you think about it, the stronger it gets to the point where it just kind of envelops you and knocks you back. Oh, wow. And, and you're, you're struggling to move and struggling to, to talk and yelling, no, get away. Yep. And I yep. invariably end up starting to say that, and then I wake up, and I say, I turn to Michelle, I say, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. But, um, but it's always the same, and it's, ne- you could, it's never anything you can, can see it's just, uh, just like this dark, dark spot, this darkness, and it just envelops you.
0: Now that that is that is very interesting. Um, for for our casual listeners, Ray have, and I have not like outlined exactly how we're going to do this, but I think we're going to ping pong. We're going to end up ping ponging a little back and forth because this is interesting. Um, <laughs> like you, I have two types of nightmares, and I'm defining nightmares as um, any. Unpleasant dream, um, right? That, that that causes stress. But the, you know, some of them are just you know really kind of ridiculous. But examples of the ridiculous ones are things like um, when I was in law school, the classic thing, right, is people dreaming they are showing up for a final exam to a class they've never shown up at. Well, I, I have never. I never had one of those dreams while I was in law school. And and believe me, it wasn't because I had mastery over over my exams <laughs> or classes or, or I had no stress. That was not it. I just never had those dreams. But what's funny is after graduation, after I was in the workplace, you know, I, I will occasionally now have those dreams. But but what's what's funny is my my one I just thought was really memorable is uh for those, for those of you who have listened to our podcast, I'm like a frustrated disc jockey and I love mm-hmm. 1960s radio and d- DJs and stuff like that. And I had a dream that I was in law school and I'm supposed to show up for a final exam in communications law, but I've never been to the class. And mm-hmm. I know th- I know the exam is happening in room B101. Where the heck? is B 101. And I'm thinking B basement, right? So I go down to the basement and I'm looking for one Oh one. I finally find room one Oh one and it's a sound studio and it, the class is being (laughs) taught by Dick Clark. And I thought, even if I get a zero, this is going to be a great experience. (laughs) I love this. And so it was just weird stress inducing, bizarre dream. Um, Another example I have of that type of dream I just had like last week, <laughs> but it was funny. It brings in sleep paralysis as well. But I dreamt right. I was a, um, a, a a gunfighter, and uh, I think I told you about this, didn't I, Ray? Did I tell yes, you about my gunfighter yeah. dream. Yeah. Yep. Well, I um, I even named myself in my dream. Um, I think I had Wyatt Earp in mind but I want to come up with a creative Mm -hmm. name. So my creative name, my sleeping brain came up with was Wyatt W. Wyatt. And I was showing up for my gunfight and somebody had given me brand new boots that were in like this canvas bag. And so I put them on, but for some reason I put them on while they were still in the bag. And so none of my (laughs) steps are more than like two inches. I'm really constrained. I'm feeling very constrained as I'm going into this gunfight. And so that was my, my dream there. But if you move into my disturbing category, and I won't tell all my stories now because I want to hear more about yours. But what's, what's interesting um, is the unpleasant ones, one category of unpleasant one is ghosts. Yeah, or like, I know there's an entity in the hallway, for example. I can, mm-hmm. s- I can tell it's there. And then, you know, one thing that'll freak me out is if it materializes... And then moves in a way that defies physics. Like if it's 20 feet of you, 20 feet away from you, and then suddenly it's two inches away from your face, that'll that'll right. freak me out, man. I'll wake up and start. But one thing that's very common in my dreams is if I know there's an entity in the hallway, for whatever reason, I'm compelled to like scream at it. But as I scream at it and lunge towards it, I know I'm provoking an equal and opposite reaction. And mm-hmm. before the reaction can happen, I wake up in a start because I know I just triggered something. So I thought that's interesting. It's very much paralleling your nightmares in terms of type, and also that confrontation thing, which I think is interesting. Right. I don't know yeah. why that now, is.
1: Now, do you ever do you ever see this entity? Does it have a shape or an appearance that you can? Mm describe um, or, or
0: no? It, t- typically in the ones where I confront it, n- number one, I don't understand why I confront it because believe me, if I think there's an entity in my hallway out of all the places on the planet I could possibly be, I will not be in the hallway. I will be, I will be <laughs> running down the interstate going, ah! <laughs> you know, mm. but it's like, there's something in my dream that makes me confront the entity. And when I confront it, it's always faceless formless maybe like a dark shadow thing mm-hmm. um, but i confront wow. those um, that's,
1: that's weird because that's exactly what i dream about it it's yep. it's just this darkness
0: yeah yeah
1: it, it's it's almost like you sometimes you can't even see it you can just feel it that it's in the room with you
0: yeah and here's here's one weird thing and it's gonna it's probably gonna make no sense to verbalize it But when I, when I dream, I see something, um, you know, it's typical, um, of course, Victorian era, because everybody knows the only ghosts there are from the Victorian era, but it's like, you know, pasty, pasty face, fairly normal looking person, just kind of like oddly shaped and in my dreams and they go way back. When, when this entity starts getting close, it starts opening its mouth, but it's way too wide. Like you could stick a football oh in there kind of wide. I
1: just got a chill down my back because I have had that dream too.
0: And, and that, that totally freaks me out. And, and there was a movie out probably 10, 15 years ago. And I saw the promo of it and that's what they had in their promo. So I was thinking, how'd you get into my dream? And it's not like yeah. it's that that common where everybody dreams about the big mouth and the ghost, but I don't know. Right? I don't. That's just that's my ghost part of my disturbing dreams.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, those are
0: by far the the ones
1: that bother me the most, and you you wake up and your heart's racing, and um, and you, the, the the what's called the minor nightmares are i mean sometimes they're just kind of funny i mean it's yeah, just yeah they're probably you wake they're up and, and you're problems. pretty much relieved w- when you wake up from, from the the really scary ones you don't really feel relieved you're just scared
0: yeah yep that's absolutely true do you have do you have more uh examples in either category or yeah um well
1: since we're, we've been talking about the the scary ones let's just switch it up a little bit um okay. for, for one thing Dreams are never boring. Have you noticed that? It's like you never dream that you, you go to work, you sit down at your desk, and, and you write a memo for for a half hour. Yeah, no, you, no, they're never like that. <laughs> There's always something, something going on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's always hard to focus because the scene just oh, it seems to always change constantly. So yep. that, I mean, part of not not being able to get back to work, like like one of my you know called minor nightmares. Um, is that you can't get back to where you started because everything's changed you know you, you really can't hold images very long it seems in dreams it's like you're there as soon as you walk away things are just immediately start changing yeah so um some of one of the ones that that's happened numerous times is I dream that I'm in the car and I'm backing up and then I, I go to put it in forward and it never stops going backwards so i' oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Jamming the brake on as hard as I can, it's still going backwards. Then I try to shift it into gear, it's still going backwards. And then I try shifting it into gear and pressing on the gas, thinking, well, it's got to go forward at some point, and it just keeps going backwards.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: That's a common one.
0: One type of dream I have that I would put in the very unpleasant category, and I think it has to do with helplessness. Mm -hmm. Um but I, I used to have these more frequently than I do now, um, but a common thread would be I'm walking down a street and I notice there's a tornado coming, and I can't mm-hmm. I can't outrun it. and there will be a point at which I'm just lifted off the ground and my 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 mode of locomotion, my feet I've completely lost control and I'm in the air, and i'll I'll like wake up and I actually had a dream one time that i I did manage to dodge into a building and i thought i was safe but then i looked up and there was like a ceiling vent and next thing you know mm-hmm. i feed her off the ground and i'm going out the vent you know it was like so I've, i had those kind of dreams before that are unpleasant
1: uh, another kind of very negative dream and you know, one of the, the major nightmares i've had is and i i don't know if it's from playing video games uh, but it, it's weird it's it's like you're in some sort of Game almost like an escape room kind of thing. I've never done an escape room, but it's kind of like that. And, and there are um, there are a number of obstacles you have to get by, and the 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 price of failing that is you end up you end up getting killed if you don't complete it correctly. And it's Ooh. it's a bunch of kind of physical challenges and things like that.
0: Do you do you and, know who's administering the test?
1: No, you never really see it. And invariably, it's something I know that I've already done before and passed. The rules are once you start, you can't stop. You have to complete it. So it's a do or die kind of thing. And I always am kicking myself thinking, why did I sign up for this again? I did this once. I, I made it. Uh, I shouldn't have done this again. And I don't really remember...
0: What it takes to win. I don't remember what all the answers are to all the puzzles. Oh gosh. Yeah. And you, and you know what the end result's going to be. Yeah. Gosh.
1: So I made it through it once, but I, for some reason, don't really recollect it, and don't understand why I would ever sign up for something like that
0: again. Yikes! Are you are you ready for my number one most imp- unpleasant dream experience? <sighs> okay. Here we go. This is actually bizarre. I mean, it's bizarre for a number of reasons, but it's, it's bizarre to me because it's very atypical for me. My dreams are just never violent. They're scary, suspenseful, but they're never violent. You know, I I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but I just don't have my nightmares. Don't go in that direction. I don't dream (laughs) somebody strangling me or beating me on the head with a bat. I, I I don't do that. Um, but when I was in college right before graduation and I knew I was going to be going into law school, so a stressful time because everything you know is going to go away and you're kind of sailing off into the unknown and I was going to be moving out of state and everything. So there's a lot of change coming my way. But I, I fell asleep and in my dream, <laughs> get this, it was complete blackness. I can't see a thing. Um, wow. I'm, in, I'm, I'm standing there in some room that has an echo and I can't see what's going on. But I, I hear like, you know, the sound of, you know, t- take a knife and stick it into a watermelon, you know, except it's hitting me. I'm, get, I'm getting stabbed and I hear blood hitting the floor. And it's mine, but I can't, I can't defend wow. myself because I don't know what I'm defending myself against, you know? And so I wake up in a start. Oh, my God. I look at the clock, and it was 3.24 a.m. So Wow, that's really, really crazy. That night, you know, the next night, I go mm-hmm. to sleep. Same exact dream, same wow. exact dream. And I wake up in a start. I look at the clock, 3.24 and the third night i have the same dream i wake up 324 this happened like four or five times in a row and then mm-hmm. and then when i had it like the sixth time it was like you know 320 and then 345 and then i stopped having the dream completely but it was really wow. weird it was like it was like five five or six nights in a row maybe wow. 3 324 on the button and it was the, same, it was the same dream i've never had a recurring nightmare much less in sequential nights waking up at the same yeah. time. Yeah, wow. so that's just
1: weird.
0: Was there any resolution? You just just no. Woke up in the middle of it. Res- resolution was the realization of oncoming death. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was oh, just that's, really that's, that's
1: awful. That's that's yeah. like one of the, those kind of like the, the the major nightmares where waking up there, there's there's no relief, <laughs> even though you realize oh it's just a just a dream it's. You don't feel at all relieved because it was just such a horrible experience, the nightmare itself.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I remember thinking to myself, I was as freaked out at the. I mean, I know there are sleep cycles and, you know, there's a, an, a you know, your, your sense of time in your mind. Like, have you ever been able to kind of like wake up at a particular time just because you want to? Yes. Yeah. So the, your brain has a remarkable handle and what time it is. And so I know you have sleep cycles, I know your brain can can tie itself to a time. But you know, it was freaking me out as much the dream was freaking me out, but as what was freaking me out as much was waking up at 3:24 on successive mornings. And I remember, you know, thinking to myself, you know, of you know, b- bad things that happened and did I see something? Did something happen to me at 3:24? And now it's surfacing this way. You know, yeah. and the answer is, uh-huh. I don't, I don't think so. You know, I, or if it did, I certainly haven't remembered it. Uh, but yeah, that was really freaky. I've never had anything like that before or since. No, no uh-huh. violent, no violent dreams before or since, but just in that window of time. Isn't that weird?
1: It, th- that is, it's, I mean, was it more stressful than in any other time in your life? I just don't know why that would y- have been yes. so different.
0: Yes. For, okay. Oh, it oh, was. Oh, oh, you mean was the window of time more stressful? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think,
1: Chris. You've been. I mean, you've <laughs> had you know other things that have been pretty bad. I just yeah. doesn't seem like that would have been
0: a particularly well, bad time. Well, I had a I had a girlfriend walk out on me in April of 1981. That was right before graduation.
1: Uh, all so, right, well, you know. But I
0: mean, and and I would have, in, in, haven't we all. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way that, that goes, Yeah, you know, king of romance. Oh, I guess not this time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I mean, there was, there was that, and it was bad, and I was, you yeah. know, I was really upset about it. But I
1: don't know.
0: It was just weird. They're yeah, I'm just weird. trying to
1: interpret what that would mean. Well, yeah. One of the things about, about dreams and nightmares is I, I think our, our subconscious or whatever is generating the dreams is much more poetic than, than we give it credit for. Definitely, I think there's so much symbolism and very compact kind of uh, intense uh, imagery and messages that are, are packed into those things.
0: Right, right. And And what I don't understand is I don't understand why your brain plays that artistic game with you. Like if you're mm-hmm. stressing about an upcoming presentation at work, why don't you just have the nightmare that your presentation starts and you have no notes and you forget what you're going to say. And people are pointing at you and laughing, but that mm-hmm. is never how it will materialize. You will be no. a, a boat captain on some African <laughs> river. And, and There's a sea <laughs> right. monster. It's like, it's going to, it's everything's going to represent something else. I don't know why that is. I,
1: I don't know if it, again, if that's part of the function of keeping you asleep, by wrapping it up into a story or, or something that is maybe in some way less threatening uh, or that you wouldn't recognize, uh, I'm not sure. Um, Freud would say that it all has some significance, and you can you know, interpret uh, all the, the symbolism some way. But I think some of it's kind of random. It's just you know part of a creative process.
0: It's my mother's fault. That's what Freud would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. and resolve mama issues.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, talking about sense of time there. Uh, You know, we're both kind of older guys who have had a few procedures now in our lives. And have have you noticed that the huge difference between being uh, unconscious under anesthesia and dreaming? Uh, It's like when when you're out uh, under anesthesia, you're you're out. You're not dreaming. And there's no sense of passing time. I mean, it seems like when you come out of anesthesia, it seems like you just went under. You have no sense that any time elapsed between the two, yep, between going under and coming out.
0: I was having wrist surgery and they were going to put me under uh, general anesthesia. And I think they were using propofol, the stuff that mm-hmm. took out Michael Jackson. But yep. what, what I did is I, I played a game. I wanted to see whether I feel myself drifting off or whether mm-hmm. it's like flicking a switch. And the answer is, it is like flicking a switch. Yes, and it is. And, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, if I ever have to go because of some dread disease, it's kind of like you really want to have this stuff put into you because you you are gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, but can, yeah, no dream, no anything. You're just like unconscious.
1: Yeah, even even if you know you you you're not aware of waking up a lot during the night or anything. When you wake up in the morning, you still have a sense that that time passed. It's, it's nothing like it is, uh, when you're out. Uh, So it's kind of interesting because your brain, I mean, there, your brain is really shut down. Whereas you're sleeping. It's still pretty active.
0: And of course, when, when I have surgery or something, um, the thing that gets me mad is the fact that of course they want you to return to consciousness as fast as possible. For for mm-hmm. a lot of for a lot of reasons, one to free up the room, two yeah. you know, but primarily to make sure you're going to wake up. But it's like me, I you know, I I want to go back to sleep. Don't you know? Right. Don't be coming in yelling at me to wake up. It's like nah, pound sand. <laughs> but but by, by by and large, numerically, the number of nightmares I have have to do with ghosts. Probably because mm-hmm. my brain knows that's one thing that'll freak me out. Right.
1: It's. Um, do you find some things don't work in dreams? Uh, for me, telephones never work in dreams or, or nightmares. Uh, you pick up the no. phone and it never works. You try to call someone; it just doesn't work. The only thing that does happen sometimes is if you hold the phone long enough, you start to hear kind of these very demonic sort of growling sounds on the other end.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! No, yeah. I don't have. I don't have technology in my dreams.
1: Yeah, the other thing that doesn't work are guns for me. Yikes. So another kind of, well, I guess it's more than the major nightmare kind of thing is where you'll, you'll be outside and uh, looking up in the sky and all of a sudden all these military uh, planes start flying over and they just get more and more bizarre looking and then all of a sudden they're, they're UFOs and they're landing and they're, they're starting to shoot, you know, a shooting war is breaking out and, wow. uh, and then I end up having a gun to try to take out some of these aliens which are like very non-humanoid kind of huh. aliens and, and the guns never work like wow. <laughs> like he he tried, like if it's just like a regular gun and not a laser because sometimes it's a laser that has no charge but it was just a regular gun. The trigger is so hard to pull. I've never fired a real gun, so I have no idea how hard a trigger is to pull. And in, in these dreams, it, it always is like like thirty pounds of pressure to try to squeeze the trigger. Oh wow! <laughs> just you can just barely get a shot off, and the bullet just
0: kind of lobs over. Just <laughs> like, <"pew!" laughs> you know? Let me let me ask you this: We've spent our time talking about nightmares, but if we mm-hmm. op- if we open it wider, just for the heck of it, for a little bit. Um, if you open it to include dreams, what's mm-hmm. your what's your favorite kind of dream? Where it's like uh, you say, that's great. I had this kind of dream again. Flying, flying. Okay, flying. I, gonna, I mean, I, yeah. I was going to say if it's X-rated, I don't want to hear about it.
1: No, oh no, no. It, it's it's a- absolutely flying. Wow. Uh, and uh, it, it's funny. In, in a lot of my dreams, I can fly, and I always think people should be so impressed. But and no one's ever impressed.
0: Not not as a pilot. You just defy gravity and you fly like a bird. Yes.
1: Cool. Yes. Yeah. Cool.
0: My, my favorite kind of dream, and I don't have them often, but I love it when I have them, is um, I, I get to visit with a, uh, a deceased relative. And, and mm-hmm. what, what I love about those is it feels so real that when you wake up, it feels like you had a visit. It's just, it's so nice, you know? And so I love those. But one of my, one of my favorite dreams is, um, you know, because I was in the military um, we would drive back to New York State, and we would stay with my in-laws. You know, so I would always talk about talk to my father-in-law about like you know maybe we were in Chicago and he drove out, and so I basically said, "Wow, so how was your trip? You made a long trip to come see me," or mm-hmm. I would drive all the way to see him from California. Not from not drive; I'd fly from California he said wow you really came a long way to come see me well i had this dream this is you know uh, sometime after he passed away But i had a dream that i went into um, a, a bar and i sit down on the bar and i look and sitting next to me is my father-in-law and so oh. we look at we look at each other and we smile and and as i'm starting to talk to him it's almost as if he and i both know how weird this is You know, so, so it's not like, yeah, it was years ago and we just ran into each other. It's like, we're both piecing together that this should not be happening. And this is pretty darn extraordinary. And so I did, we never openly broached the topic, but I just looked at him and I said, well, I think it's safe to say you have the record now for coming, coming the furthest to come (laughs) see me. And And he looks at me and he goes, I guess so. Wow,
1: That's really funny.
0: But it's like those kind of dreams I, yeah. I have on occasion, and I love them because it's like really having a visit. Yeah,
1: I I have dreams where um, I'm just sitting in the house. The doorbell rings, open the door, and it's someone who you know I was friends with at one time. That maybe we've just you know kind of gone our separate ways, or or just been separated, but for whatever reason, and they're at the door, and we just have this just tearful reunion, and I'm so overcome, I can't even speak. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, you were the subject of several of those.
0: Was I? Yeah. And you were you were like verklempt yeah. to see me or happy to see me? Totally verklempt to see you're, you. you. You're in a very small club, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. So
1: uh, so then you, you eventually, well, we ended up getting back together.
0: Oh, so this is when we had lost contact? Yes. Oh, okay. So during that that time period, I would
1: occasionally have a dream where you just would show up and I would just be
0: overcome with emotion. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, I think about that kind of stuff. um, And I think the dynamic is, is kind of universal and kind of interesting too, but it's, it's sort of like you, you know, you'll know each other in college. And then when you start your career and you start raising your family It's like that. That will absorb you completely because you don't want to fail at work and you don't want to fail as a husband or father. So it absorbs every ounce of your consciousness. And back in the 80s, we didn't have the internet, so it was like, who's going to make the long-distance call? And every time you think about it, it's too late. And the next thing you know, geez, I haven't talked to him in two years. He's going to think it's weird if I just call him out of the blue. And what do I do? And but before you know it, the internet comes along and you reconnect, and it's like yeah. it's like you haven't lost any time at all. Um, and so it's kind of cool.
1: I did experiment with lucid dreaming
0: for a while. Where did you did he, you cry? Did you cry when you saw me? Oh, I sure did. Did I hold you in my arms and, and pat your back and say, "That's all right, Ray. That's okay." Actually, did I Yeah, you? yeah. Oh, see, see, yeah. I'm that yeah. way. That's good. That's that good. was it. Yeah, okay. that was the dream. Good. Yeah, that's great.
1: Right, yeah, I had that one uh, one or two times <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> during that period.
0: <laughs> I made Ray cry, <laughs> Ooh,
1: but it was a good kind of tears. It wasn't like it wasn't sad. It was it was yeah, happy.
0: That's good, good. Yeah, yeah. Great. So what were you saying before I saw? Oh, it lucid, briefly,
1: lucid right? dreaming. Um, you know, for for for, uh, for the uninitiated, uh, uh, lucid dreaming is where you're actually aware that you're dreaming, and uh, in some cases, can actually grab control and and control the narrative in a dream yes and i the way to do that one of the things you do is you start recording your dreams and i have
0: several books full of dreams you know dream logs that i've kept over the years i've always always been i've always been tempted to do that and i've never done it
1: and yeah and um so the the more you become aware of them the more you're likely to like uh, end up in a lucid dream, and I, I was able to do it a couple of times. But it's funny, um, the reaction of the characters around me. When I said, "Hey, this is just a dream," everyone always looked so disappointed. I'm like,
0: come on, you're not supposed to be doing this. You know that. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's That's like, funny. Sh- <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's only happened to me probably once or twice. But I ha- and I can't remember the context, but I, I do remember having dreams when something will happen, and I go, something's wrong. This is just bizarre. This is, what would it, oh, I'm dreaming. And like, yeah, and I'm, it, I'm sleeping, but I'm dreaming, and I know I'm dreaming, but I've never, I've never taken it the one step where it's sort of like, and now, how about if the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders <laughs> come in? Yeah, I haven't done that. Right. Although, I yeah. should. <laughs>
1: Although I, I don't know if you you found this too, when you're you're aware that it's a dream, you don't hang hang on to that too long. It's very hard to maintain that and still I yeah. think stay asleep. I think once you have that level of awareness, you wake up. You, 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 yeah, that's a, those are your options. to you Either wake up or let it go and get back into the dream.
0: Yeah, no, that's I think that's true. As a matter of fact, that may be that maybe be what I ran into. Is that as soon as you realize it's a dream, you're about to wake up because you know, you're coming out of it. Yeah. But I mean, very interesting. It's interesting that we have kind of similar categories and what kind of what kind of entities do we confront? Why do we confront entities we can't see? That's bizarre. Yeah, um, I know. And then why why do our entities that materialize have like really big mouths to freak us out? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, every once in a while, I'll get one of those and it'll just like, its whole mouth over your head. I don't know if that's ever happened in a rap, no. dream. Oh, no. yeah. I've had a couple of those. And Ew. you wait, just wake up with, like, oh my God, what just happened? Wow. Ah. Yeah, those are pretty awful. Those, you know, just kind of whole head just unzips and it just that's, engulfs you.
0: That's probably why you got creeped out at that uh, that GIF file I sent you on the it, phone. It, that's
1: exactly it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I sent, I sent Ray a GIF file of. Uh, I, I, for my phone on ghosts, but uh, there's a guy like in a bowler hat. It's like a sketch, a moving sketch. But he's walking up a staircase, and floating, o- floating over him is some like skeletal woman with her mouth open, like she's gonna bite him. You know, so Ray said, That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, yikes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so good conversation. I like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, and I, I wonder if other people have kind of similar experiences where the really scary stuff is is kind of non-material, just kind of this just vague floating kind of anxiety that's out there, that, that
0: just darkness. Why don't you tell them where they can write to us to let us know? They could write to the Cathartic Yardstick podcast
1: at catharticyardstick.com and you can click on contact us and... Uh,
0: Send us a note. Yeah, and we'll talk about it on the air. We won't use your we, name, of course, unless you want us to.
1: Or it would be really embarrassing to do that, and then, then we use your name. No, <laughs> we, 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 we would never do that.
0: And, and if you don't write to us, what we're going to do is use your name, and we're going to make it up, and it's going to be worse. <laughs> so just, just do, do the right thing and write to us. Yeah. Tell us about your dreams. Tell us about your nightmares. What, what did you, have you encountered that's similar to ours, and what, what have you encountered that's different I want to know what what the human experience is.
1: You've been listening to the Cathartic Heartstick Podcast. Join us again as we plumb the depths of human consciousness.
0: And now, more dad jokes. I had a nightmare that I was on my computer trying to make my password beef stew. It didn't work. Come to find out, it wasn't stroganoff. I had a nightmare about Gloria Gaynor. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified.